Do you long for your children to truly know and love Jesus to the point where they pursue Him with all their hearts? Are you looking for ways to encourage your children to have a personal relationship with Jesus and to nurture their faith, but you aren't sure how to go about doing that? Well, then we are so glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan. Welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for updates so you'll always know about new podcast episodes. You'll also receive a free gift from Ginger when you sign up. Before we get started on today's episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor. As a mom, I can't imagine going back to the good old days where parents just sent their teenagers off in a car without a way to call if they, you know, get into a fender bender with their insurance agent's daughter. That's a true story. I did that. And as my kids mature, I like the idea of them being able to reach me if something happens. Uh, But I don't like the idea of giving my kids access to the entire World Wide Web of wackadoos. This is why I'm ecstatic to introduce you to our sponsor, Gab Wireless. They are the first smartwatch and smartphone provider to actually do something smart when it comes to our kids. Gab watches and phones look and feel like all the smart devices on the market, but the great thing is that they don't cost more than a mortgage payment, and they're super safe for kids. There's no internet, no apps, no games, no social media, and no contract. Instead, the Gab watches and phones have just the functionality that is safe for kids and nothing more. Gab watches and phones are just $100 and start at $10 per month for service. But for our podcast listeners, Gab has offered $30 off the price of their watches and phones. Just use the code GINGER at checkout to get your Gab watch or Gab phone for just $70. Go to Gab, that's G-A-B-B-Wireless.com and use the code GINGER at checkout. Again, that's Gab, G-A-B-B wireless.com and use the code GINGER at checkout. Hey there, Ginger. I'm excited about today's topic because as parents, we have lots of responsibilities when it comes to our children and we spend so much time nurturing their bodies and their minds, but the most important thing we can nurture in our children is their faith. So I'm ready to jump right into this topic if you are. I am, Katie, but not before I thank your sweet mama for the care package she sent me when I stayed with you last weekend. I just have to say, her homemade muffins, I'm serious, that was the best I've ever had. Mm. I normally don't even eat breakfast. I mean, you know that. And when I do, it's always something that's not breakfasty. But I could have eaten every single one of those. They were just so delicious. And she was so kind to throw in the boogie wet wipes in, in order of the epi- in honor of the episode that we did on uh, booger eaters, nail biters, and mm. mess makers. For those of you who might be new to the podcast, that episode completely grossed out Katie. So my mama, we talked about it in one of the uh, past episodes. My mama sent Katie a care package with a box of green candy in the shape of boogers. Which I still, she- oh, okay. <laughs> So now, I don't know, Katie, it seems that both our mamas are on this mission to send us stuff that we talk about on the podcast that we actually don't like. Mm -hmm. So just for the record, I absolutely can't stand new Lexus SUVs. Yeah. I mean, mean, every time I pass one on the road, I I just start gagging, especially especially the white ones with the tan leather interior. I'm just saying. We've got a battle of the care packages. We need to take it to the next level. Use it to our advantage. I would hate, Ginger, for your mom to send me a robot vacuum. That's what I would really hate. 
This is how I know my coolness has peaked when that's what I think about, like robot vacuums. <laughs> you want a Lexus, I want a vacuum. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So back to today's topic, Ginger. What are some things we can do to nurture our, our children's faith? Well, one thing that we talked about in our How to Lead Your Child to Christ episodes was the importance of getting them in the Word of God, even when they're little. And I know we recommended and linked to some awesome story Bibles for young children in that episode. But if you miss those episodes, then we'll be sure to have Heather put a link to those resources that we recommended um, in today's show notes as well. In addition to having them in the Word of God, whether they're reading it on their own or we're reading it to them because they're not old enough to read yet, it's also important that we're nurturing our children's faith by teaching them how to hide God's Word in their hearts, by teaching them how to memorize Scripture. Because hiding God's Word in their hearts, that's going to strengthen their faith and encourage them to live their lives in obedience to God, which brings God glory. Psalm 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Also, it's the Holy Spirit working through the Holy Word of God that causes our children to acknowledge their sinfulness and their need for Jesus. So one way, one way that I helped my kids memorize scripture was through song. When we were running errands, I often had scripture songs playing in the car and we would all sing along. Memorizing scripture, that can really be challenging for kids. Well, I mean, for that matter, that can be it can be very challenging for a lot of adults, too. That's I know right. it was for me, mm-hmm. but it's super easy when we put Bible verses to song, because think about it. You really only have to listen to a song with a catchy tune just a few times before you know the words. So my kids learned a lot of Bible verses by singing in the car. And it's so funny because I quote a lot of scripture at my speaking events. And so many times I have people come up and ask me how I'm able to remember and quote so much scripture. And it's because of those songs that I learned with my kids. Most of the time when I'm quoting scripture in my talks, the tunes of those songs are actually playing in my head. And it's certainly beneficial for our kids to learn songs about God. We were huge VeggieTale fans when my kids were growing up, but it's even more beneficial when they learn songs that are direct quotes from Scripture, because then they're hiding the actual Word of God in their hearts. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And we don't want to miss that part about how when God's word is in the hearts of our kids and and, and overflowing out of their mouths, that ushers in gratitude and joy. Mm. I just mentioned how God uses us meditating on his word to encourage us in obedience. And yes, obedience is for God's glory, but it also greatly benefits our children. Joshua 1.8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Now, we do need to keep in mind, it means that we will be prosperous and successful spiritually, not materially. It's an eternal reward of prosperity and success that is far more valuable and lasting than anything this world has to offer. The greatest earthly rewards, they can't hold a candle to the things that God has in store for those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. So we want to encourage our kids to meditate on and to memorize Scripture. 
Our friend Ty Rumble has created a word-for-word scripture CD, uh, which is super catchy tunes that make memorizing easy. And I have uh, Ty CDs available on my website, so we'll be sure to put a link in the show notes if you would like to help your kids hide God's Word in their hearts through some really catchy songs. I think you'd be surprised at how quickly um, they'll really help your kids and you to memorize scripture. This is absolutely my experience as well, Ginger. I know very little—sorry, I knew very little of the Bible by heart before I had kids. And most of what I know comes from Scripture CDs that we listen to over and over again. Mm -hmm. I also tried something really ambitious with my oldest two kids when they were—I think they were six and four. We set out to memorize Romans 8. Like the whole thing, so my husband wow. went. Yeah, my husband went to a conference. You know, just the lighthearted yeah. <laughs> Romans eight. <laughs> Let's just do the whole chapter. <laughs> uh, my husband went to a conference in college, and John pa- John Piper, excuse me, came on stage and just rattled off all of Romans eight from heart, like NBD. Just oh, you know, wow. Just go ahead and do it. So that's what motivated you, uh, absolutely. So yeah. ever since I heard that, I've wanted to learn how to memorize large portions of scripture. Mm-hmm. So. I watched, you know, a YouTube video of all things about creating a mind palace. So I'll have Heather put a link to a similar video in our show notes. I couldn't find the exact one I watched. But the technique of using a mind palace is essentially where you attach thoughts, or in our case, Bible verses, to certain objects in a mental palace. So basically Hmm. just a location you have memorized really well, like your childhood home, Um, But instead of that place being only in our minds, the kids and I used the second floor of our house because, well, you know, four and six-year-olds do much better with actual visual cues. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we got through verse 27 or so, and all three of us could recite it pretty well until I rearranged the upstairs of our house. (laughs) (laughs) You ruined it. (laughs) And then I realized why having a mental palace is so important. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I've considered going back to that method to hide large chunks of God's word in our hearts. I'd like to finish learning Romans 8, uh, but I will admit this method, it does take a lot of time and patience, but it's really good for huge amounts of text. Uh, This is the method that some people use to memorize pi to like 100,000 digits, which, you know, is really not on my short list of things to do, but some people do it and I'm super impressed by that. Yeah, me either. Not on my list. <laughs> no, not a priority. Nowhere near yeah. my list. That actually reminds me, I have a friend, Dr. Dale Crosby, that does something kind of similar to what you're saying um, as far as uh, how to, he used it to remember people's names. I was on a mission trip with him one time and we were all sitting on a bus for, I don't remember why, but it was a long period of time that we had to sit there waiting for something. So for our entertainment, because he's not just a brilliant doctor, he's also quite the entertainer. Mm-hmm. He got up and offered to teach everyone on the bus, how we could all easily remember each other's names. And Katie, I am absolutely terrible with people's names. So and I. there were probably 30, maybe even 40 people on that bus. So I remember thinking to myself, yeah, I don't know what kind of trick he's about to pull out of his sleeve, but there is no way that this girl right here is ever going to be able to remember <laughs> all of those names. Well, it was really, really cool how he did it. He started at the front of the bus and he went one by one asking each of us to say our first name. And after each one, he would pause and and stare at that person for like maybe five or 10 seconds before he moved to the next person. And after he had gone through everyone, he started back at the front of the bus and he was able to recite every single person's name. It was, it was phenomenal. And as he recited the name of each person, he told us how he did it. And it was really one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. He told us that as soon as someone said their name, he related their name to another word and then pictured that person in the context of that word. So for my name, Ginger, he said that he took the word 
Jen from the first part of my name, and he said that he pictured me as an old drunk stumbling around <laughs> the house with a bottle of gin in my hand. Oh, wow. I, I know. I was in high school at that time, and so that was in the 80s. And so, Katie, I had that big permed, you know, messy hair thing going on. All of my friends, we spent hours trying to make our hair look like we'd just rolled out of bed. I don't know what that was all about. So I'm sure that Dale probably, that's probably the first thing he looked at and, and pictured was my messy hair. And he took that into consideration. And so that's how he pictured me as this old sloppy drunk, you know, swigging on a bottle of gin. Now I can't unsee that. (laughs) You know, now that I think about it, I'm pretty offended. I know. (laughs) I'm going to call him about that. Anyway, it just goes to show you that memorization is so much easier when we utilize the more creative parts of our brain. We need to tap into that. Yeah, I love that. I'm horrible, like you, Ginger, at remembering people's names. So I'm actually going to try that next time I have a bus full of names. (laughs) <laughs> to memorize. <laughs> but I will, that's probably a dangerous game. Uh, you know, if people start asking how you remembered their name specifically, like you did, yep. <laughs> especially if their name rhymes with something really bad, that could get dicey. I don't know. I don't uh, know if yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> that might not be good for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God did give us incredible brains and incredible imaginations. So why not use them to the maximum extent possible? Why not memorize entire books of the Bible if we can? I'll start with third John though, and let y'all know how far I get. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a good goal. I like that. Now, one more idea I have about scripture memory is an app called Verses. There are many apps designed to help with scripture memorization, but I think this one is really fun. It has fast-paced games that adults or kids who can read would enjoy. So I really like that app. And, you know, I just like the idea of making scripture memory and family worship fun and engaging. Not irreverent, obviously, but I think some Christians have this special talent where they can make learning the Bible seem drier than a communion wafer. I mean, it's just as boring (laughs) as possible. (laughs) Yep. T-shirt idea, write it down. Or or, you know, next book idea, you know, how not to be a communion wafer Christian. (laughs) Let me know if you need me to call your agent, Ginger. (laughs) I will, but actually, Katie, I think she's already blocked you. Oh, I bet she has. I'm sure she has. (laughs) She listens to the podcast. (laughs) So, yeah, so games and songs are creative and fun ways to help kids hide God's Word in their hearts. My kids even learned all the books of the Bible that way, through song, which makes those super easy, too. I actually asked Alex to sing the books of the Bible to a tune so you guys can hear how singing makes them so much easier to learn. So, Katie, will you be able to drop that in right here so our listeners can hear it? I sure will. Here it is. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, that's all the first and second. Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes and their Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah. Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and Romans, 1st Corinthians, 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, and Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st Thessalonians, 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st and 2nd, 3rd John, Jude, and Revelation. 
Ginger, it is so fun that Alex recorded that for us to share with our listeners. My kids listened to it the day you sent it to me, and they mm-hmm. said, she has a great voice. Mm-hmm. And when I said, that's Miss Ginger's daughter, they said, really? They were so <laughs> impressed because they think everyone who has a good voice is famous. So they're like, is she famous? <laughs> it's like, not yet. But well, I can tell you, what they would, tell you what they would not have been impressed with would have been if I would have tried to sing it. Yes, thank you, Alex, for sending that. <laughs> yes, much better that she does have a really a great voice. And she, she loved does. the opportunity to get to share that with our listeners. So thank you, Alex, for that. And we'll uh, let's put a separate link in our show notes to where our listeners can easily access Alex singing the books of the Bible because I think your kids will just love it. It was actually through that song that I learned all the books of the Bible along with my kids. We just really just played it just a few times in the car every time we would run errands. And I mean, it didn't take long at all before we all knew it. And it was fun. I mean, my kids would actually request to play that song because it was just fun and catchy. Another way that we can nurture our kids' faith is by reading them Christ-centered books that share gospel truths and scripture with them at age-appropriate levels. Now, I mean, of course, there's nothing wrong with reading a Dr. Seuss book to our kids, but I do encourage parents to really take advantage of reading gospel-oriented books that point our children to their need for Jesus. Uh, I recently had the pleasure of meeting, well, it actually wasn't in person. It was um, uh, online. We chatted a little bit online, but uh, I met Leanne Mancini, and she was kind enough to send me the whole set of her Adventures of the Sea Kids books, which, let me just say, really got me pumped up about having grandkids. <laughs> now, unfortunately, <laughs> grandkids aren't even on the radar right now, but I'm totally, I have I put them on my shelves. I'm saving them for when I do have grandkids. Y'all, a lot of people send me a lot of books, but let me just tell you, these are some of the most Christ-centered and charming books for children I've ever seen. Each book covers a different topic like overcoming fear, uh, salvation in heaven, serving others, having compassion for others, bragging, and why that's not a good thing. And then she also has uh, books to help children understand the true meanings of Christmas and Easter. And the illustrations by Dan Sharp are just absolutely beautiful. And one thing that I really thought was super clever about her books is they have this fun component of find the Bible in each illustration, sort of like the Where's Waldo kind of thing. Oh, that's And so that is really cute. And so they're just really adorable and captivating. And I'm so excited that Leanne has agreed to let me do an Instagram giveaway of her entire set of these books. And I almost didn't ask her. I thought about just offering the set that she sent me for the giveaway. But then, like I said, uh, I really want to save these for my grandkids (laughs) that, Lord willing, I'll have one day. So Leanne, thank you uh, for being kind enough to offer another set for the giveaway. Listeners, you really don't want to miss out on a chance to win these books. So check out Ginger's Instagram. That's at ginger.hubbard for details on how to enter to win the whole set of the Adventures of the Sea Kids books. I don't know if you and your family have jumped on the monthly membership bandwagon, but my family really has. There are several that we get super excited about, but one of my kids' absolute favorites is called Dwell. Dwell is a monthly membership of scripture designs to help you and your family memorize one Bible verse every month. So we have what's called the Family and Friends membership, and it includes a four by five and a half print of the scripture verse, two key cards with the verse, and this is my favorite part, nine temporary tattoos. The designs are just beautiful, and I think this is a perfect Christmas or a birthday gift that doesn't include just more plastic stuff laying around the house. Actually, I have a funny story about my dwell tattoo. I was having dinner with my parents one night, and I had one on my wrist because we were learning John 8:36. Well, my dad saw it and asked if I had a new tattoo on my arm, and I was like, yeah, Dad, I've had this for almost 10 years. <laughs> and he said, well, I never noticed that before. <laughs> 
And then I had to confess that I lied to my dad about a fake scripture tattoo. So, you know, don't be like me. To learn more about this wonderful way to help you and your family hide God's word in your heart, go to dwelldifferently.com and use the code GINGER10 to get 10% off your order. Again, that's dwelldifferently.com and use the code GINGER10. I'd also like to mention some of our favorite books. We love every single one of the books in the Christian Heroes Then and Now series. Mm, yep. e- each one is about a different Christian missionary who risks safety and comfort to share the gospel throughout the world. Many of them were even martyred. My favorites that we've read so far are Corey Ten Boom and David Livingston. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are just phenomenal. And you okay. can buy the books individually or as a box set on the Rainbow Resource website. If you've been listening for a while, you know they are one of our amazing sponsors. We love them. Uh, we'll put a link to those books in the show notes for you guys. Yeah, definitely. I loved those books too. So did my kids. They They're are just, incredible. They really, yeah. really are. Just a great read and uh, just so inspiring as mm-hmm. far as um, people really serving the Lord wholeheartedly. Um, also, for all of you homeschooling mamas out there, Kim Sorgis's ministry, Not Consume, which is another one of our great sponsors that we love, mm-hmm. uh, she has a fantastic history curriculum called To Every Nation that can be used alongside these Christian hero books. So uh, not only are your kids learning how to trust God, even in the most difficult of circumstances through the lives of these missionaries around the world, but through Kim's curriculum, they're also learning history, language arts, and geography. It's a super easy to use awesome curriculum, and you guys can check it out for yourselves. And she actually has example uh, samples of them on her website at notconsumed.com. So check those out. Listeners, I know we just threw a whole lot of resources at you, but you can find links to everything we mentioned in our show notes. And if you're not sure how to access those, then just head to gingerhubbard.com and find all of our show, show notes under the podcast tab. So Ginger, you've mentioned reading God's Word to our children, or if they're able, having them read God's Word to themselves. You've encouraged us to have ourselves and our children hide God's Word in our hearts, and you've also encouraged us to read Christ-centered books to our children as well. Do you have any more tips uh, for nurturing our children's faith? Yes. Last but certainly not least, one of the biggest ways that we can nurture our children's faith is to teach them to pray, to have that fellowship with Jesus, and not just for the things they want, not just praying for the <laughs> things they want. You know, I love, we all love John 15, 7, which says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I mean, what kid isn't all over that? Or yeah. what adult's not all over that? But what we need to clarify to our children is that, yes, God always hears and answers prayers, but He answers in accordance with His will, not ours. Mm. So what we had in mind when we ask may not be what God had in mind when He answered. So the answer sometimes looks like something else entirely. And, you know, this is because His thoughts are not our thoughts, and His ways are not our ways. His ways are so much higher. They're so much better. And, you know, we may not always understand that in the here and now, but we certainly will one day when we're with Him in glory. But here's the thing. When we teach our kids to pray actual Scripture, we're teaching them how to pray in in accordance with the Word of God. I'm looking at Romans 12, verses 9 and 10 right now, which which says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. So when we pray something like, we read those verses and then we pray, you know, Lord, Give me a holy hatred for what is evil and help me to cling to what is good today. Show me specific ways that I can honor someone else above myself. And Lord, help me to do that because without your help, I'm going to put myself above others because that's just what I have a tendency to do. See, prayers like that are powerful because like I said, when we pray in accordance with Scripture, 
we're praying in accordance with God's will. And so just another example of praying the word of God, a few verses down in Romans 12, 17, it says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. So with our kids, we might pray something like, Lord, because of my sin nature, when someone does or says something mean to me, my natural tendency is to do or say something mean back. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for me while I was still a sinner so that I can now look to you to heal me and cleanse me from my sins and change me to be more like you. Help me to see others as you see them and help me to love others as you love them. And again, praying the word of God is praying the will of God. And when we teach our kids to pray God's own words, that's that's going to strengthen their hearts and their faith. That is such a great reminder. And it's something... Honestly, it's something I really don't do well with our kids right now. And as I was listening to your words, Ginger, it made me think about the fact that we're already memorizing scripture in our home, in our homeschool. I have a box of scripture memory cards on our classroom table, and it would be a great idea just to hand each child one of those cards in the morning as we start our day and have them use that scripture that they've already learned or are in the process of learning to pray. So I'm going to do that starting now. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome and and such an easy way to add that in, that extra prayer time. Um, We also want to teach our kids to praise Jesus in their prayers. Mm -hmm. And a great way to do that is to pray through Psalms because there's just so much stuff there that we can praise God for. And it's totally okay for us to model for our kids how that looks. So we might read a little bit of the Psalms and pray uh, a little bit and then ask our child to read the next verse, or maybe we read the next verse for them if they're not able to read, and then ask them to pray the scripture back. So it's, it's totally good for us to model how to do that with our kids. So praise the Lord through prayer as you read through Psalms, because again, they it just offer so many great ways to praise God. I'm looking at Psalm 108 right now, and I'm going to read this and just pray it back to the Lord as I read it. It says, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations, for great is your love, higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be all over the earth. Mm. See, there's a difference in just silently to ourselves reading those passages versus actually praying those passages out loud as a thanks and praise offering to the Lord. So if you have a child that says, well, I don't know what to pray, then we can encourage her to read a Bible verse and pray about what she's reading. Ginger, I know that some of our listeners might not feel confident with how to pray God's Word back to Him, much less how to teach their children to do it. So one book I highly recommend is called Praying Through the Bible for Your Kids by Nancy Guthrie. This is a one-year daily devotional with Scripture, a quick devotion, and a guided prayer of that Scripture. So it's an excellent way to get us in that habit of praying God's Word in order to help teach our children to do the same. Or if you'd like a more condensed, or maybe and, if you'd like a more condensed guide for praying scripture for your children, Ginger offers that in her book, Don't Make Me Count to Three. She breaks down 15 specific ways we can pray for our children and give scriptures for each one. So we'll tell you how you can get a discount on that book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, as well as the six-week study guide at the end of our show today. One thing I have started to do with our kids is to ask them to pray for someone else before they pray for themselves. So, you know, after we praise the Lord for all the things he's done and the things he's going to do, um, we then, you know, shift our focus and pray for others. But I think it's easy for children and the rest of us (laughs) to get caught up in our laundry list of requests from God. (laughs) So this is just a simple way to have them focus on someone outside of themselves. The first day we did this, my children prayed for the Christians in Afghanistan 
They prayed for their grandparents, and then they prayed for their dad while he was working. And it's just so sweet to hear their little hearts Mm -hmm. and how they pray for the needs of others. It just, it does my heart so good to hear them Mm -hmm. do that. Yep, yep. Katie, you mentioned Nancy Guthrie. She actually has a new book that just came out this year called I'm Praying For You, which Mm. I love because I know I've been guilty of this, but how often do we say to someone who's suffering, I'll pray for you, and then for whatever reason, we don't, you know, either because we just forget or because we just don't really know what to pray. I'm Praying For You is a 40-day guide for praying scripture over someone who is suffering. And one really, really cool thing is that throughout the book, there are QR codes that enable you to easily load and send a message to the person you're praying for, telling them specifically what you're praying for them that day, instead of just saying, I prayed for you this morning. And just to give you an example, the first message says, I'm praying John 9, 3 for you today, praying that you will sense that your suffering is not meaningless, but purposeful. I'm praying that people around you will see that God is at work in your life so that His glory will be on display for the world to see. And, you know, I have several prayer partners who tell me specifically how they're praying for me. And it just brings so much encouragement to my heart. That sounds like an awesome book. It really is. Add to cart. Yep. (laughs) And I love the idea of sending messages of specific prayers. What a great idea. Okay, one final book idea. Uh, This is another way to nurture our kids' faith by encouraging them to think of others because— Let's be honest, one of our greatest struggles as human people is that we think of ourselves way more than we think of God and others. So this book is called Window on the World. The book highlights 52 countries and 34 people groups, each with a two-page description and pictures written from the perspective of a person, usually a child, in that culture. So for instance, the section on Afghanistan, since they've been the focus of our family's prayers lately, talks about the physical features of the country, a brief history of their government, their culture, and their religious beliefs. And then there's a section with both praises to offer God about what's going on in their country and what he's doing there, and then also prayer requests for that specific country or people group. So this book is just a really good way to help our kids think beyond their own environment. In the United States of America, many of the our listeners live here, and um, just to pray for others around the world who uh, don't have the same situation we do here. Mm. I love it. That's good. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. This is one of my favorite parts of the show because it reminds us that parenting isn't meant to be done alone. If the coronavirus has taught us anything, it's that we were not meant to live in isolation. Today's quick tip is courtesy of me. Katie. And I, I know I promise it doesn't have to do with onion goggles or Vaseline. <laughs> okay, then we're good. Uh, okay, so my quick tip is something I... I think I came up with it many years ago when I was traveling a lot with my job back before we had kids. I was in and out of hotels. So I had my 70 pounds of toiletries with me all the time. And (laughs) inevitably, I would end up with something spilled in the bottom of my bag, whether it was shampoo or mouthwash or lotion. It was maddening. Um, It was always worse, too, if I was flying because of the pressurization. Something always seemed to explode in my bag. So I started to use either a Ziploc-type bag or even just a small piece of cling wrap underneath the lid of whatever bottle I was using. So I took the lid completely off, put the baggie or cling wrap over the opening, and then put the lid back on the bottle. It was tedious once I got to my destination to take all those things out of their little bags, (laughs) but it was a whole lot less tedious than cleaning shampoo off of everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something to do with your kids, ideas for a fun date night with your spouse, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. 
Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. Well, Ginger, it's time for us to wrap up our discussion for today. I prayed as we prepared this episode that it would be a blessing and encouragement to our listeners as they seek to nurture their children's faith. I've already gleaned so much from what you shared with us today. So can you please leave us with a final word of encouragement? Sure. Nurturing our kids physically and emotionally, well, that comes natural for us moms because God did create us with that nurturing instinct. But let's make sure that we're also nurturing their faith by taking every opportunity we can to encourage them in their personal relationship with Jesus, because He is the author and perfecter of their faith. Thank you so much, Ginger, and thank you, listeners, for joining us. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This helps us get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. Do you have a parenting question? Well, we invite you to submit it at gingerhubbard.com slash askginger, and we'll do our best to answer it in a future episode. And while you're on the website, you can find our show notes, which will include links to anything we mentioned in today's episode. While you're on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today, we're offering her parenting book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. Just a reminder, that's the book that has the appendix on how to pray for your child. So if you're looking for a guide for praying direct scripture for your kids, you can get Don't Make Me Count to Three, as well as the companion study guide at a 10% discount when you enter the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God.